Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to episode 63. If it were episode 64, I could sing that Beatles song. What's the Beatles when song? When I'm 64. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. But, but I cannot because it's episode 63. But I just did. <laughs> well, then you can do it in the next one. Will that make you feel better if you yeah, sing it? Yeah, but no. now it's lost. It's, now it's gone. It's gone. The moment is gone. Um, <laughs> we're going to do something a little different today. We're literally just going to chit chat and catch up and talk about life. Um, yeah. I have some kitchen hacks. I did a genealogy test. Um, what else can we talk about? What else? How we're ready for our kids to go back to school. We're ready for kids to go. Well, yeah, you know, I don't know if anyone wants to hear us complain about that. I'm sure they're all saying the same thing. Um, Uh, and what's up with you? I don't know. What's up with me? What's up with you? Rebecca, I think Rebecca should go back to college. (laughs) And I texted her that the other day. (laughs) I should just, I, I, but see the problem is, is I like school. So, so you should. Yeah. Except for that. I just want to be in school forever. I have a friend like that. She has two master's degrees, but I think she's done now. <laughs> See, my husband would not like that very much because that would cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have to have a reason to go back to school. I don't understand you people who, like, I I loathe school. I Actually, not true. I loved culinary school, but that was not, like, school school. Yeah. It's like, different. But, like, I hate school oh see i love so school. Much. i'm one of those weirdos who loves listening to lectures and taking mm-hmm. notes and studying and uh, reading textbooks. So bad at it. <laughs> highlight oh i love highlighters highlighters maybe i literally never studied in college i'm not joking i just i mean i was a bad student like i, I got like you know b's and c's but i just wouldn't study yeah. Which is why I got, I'm you surprised I got B's and C's. You obviously didn't take an anatomy and physiology class. No, I took like communication, which like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not calling anyone dumb. But if you are a communications major and you have to study a lot, You're then hilarious. you should probably pick another major. <laughs> that was mean. But so, yeah, summer. It's July. Um, we've both been beaching it. We're both home. We both would like a vacation from our vacation, which is not going to happen. Yep. Um, what else? Oh, I had a, okay. So I had a little hack actually this morning. Okay. So I don't know. Do you ever make scrambled eggs for breakfast? Yes. Okay. How do you scramble them? I, um, break the eggs. I put a little milk and salt and pepper and whisk them. What do you put? What do you break them into? A bowl. Okay. And then I whisk them. So I think most people use a bowl. Yes. And this morning I was looking around and we have like, you know, Fiesta where bowls. That's what I have. So yeah. they're not great for whisking no. eggs because they're sort of like, um, they have like kind of a hard, not like a 90 degree angle to the bowl, but it's not like a sloping bowl. It's yeah. got like an angle. Yeah. And so I was looking around this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, you know what I should scramble e- eggs in? What? A coffee mug. It's the best because it's like, it's, it's tall and narrow. So you can get a fork in it. Like, I mean, you can't do it with a whisk, obviously, but if um, you just use I a only fork, use a uh, well, if you use a fork, I mean, and it's like way less dishes too. Yeah. 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 Cause it's, you know, you don't want to like, sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to waste a giant bowl for, mm-hmm. you know, for my, my two eggs, that, you know, cause my kids are, will vomit if I make them eat an egg. So <laughs> I thought it was a good little hack. So then it like, it doesn't take a bunch of space in my sink. It was like really easy and quick and it was just a coffee mug. So well, there you go. So that was my hack. I like your hack. You like it? Yeah. I also posted one on our Instagram that I should put in our highlights, actually, about sharpening your knife. Oh, yeah. On the bottom of it. Did you know that trick? No. Okay, so if you're, um, I posted this on our Instagram, and by the time this episode comes out, I will have made it a highlight, but if you 
or like at a rental home of any sort, um, you know, they'll say like the kitchen stocked and then you get there and the knives are really bad. They're like super yes. dull and it's like super, um, not good for you to cut with a sharp knife because you will basically be guaranteed to you cut yourself. A dull knife. Oh yeah. A dull knife is what I meant to say. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's summer. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, but you can actually, so if you flip over a coffee mug, every, like a ceramic coffee mug, the bottom rim is always unfinished. Like it's not glazed and you can sharpen a knife on it. So if that interests you, um, I mean, it's not like amazing. It's not like a professional knife sharpening, but it will work. So you would use that instead of the thing that comes in there that you're supposed to sharpen it with, or you're saying if that's so that's a honing steel honing and sharpening are two different things oh um that's actually not a hashtag rebecca's a cooking idiot okay i didn't know you're not no most people don't know that um but also those things intimidate people sometimes because they're really long and tall and yes but this it's a coffee mug so what's the difference between honing and sharpening now i'm getting an education like why would you hone something instead of sharpen it so sharpening it actually changes like the um what's the not degree, but what's the, like the angle uh-huh. and honing smooths it out. So okay. like sharpening is like trimming your nail. Honing is like using a file. file. Okay. Okay. That's a good. That's so good analogy. Yeah. Okay. So if you're trying to like make it sharp and you use a honing, it'll, it'll make it a, a little sharper, but you're not actually like sharpening the knife. Oh. Um, which whatever most people, but y'all seriously, Get your knife sharpened. I mean, like so many people say they hate cooking, and then when I really pry because I it's pry, they have bad knives or their a knives lot of times sharp. it's yes. something like their tools aren't right or like something's too hard or they don't have like. Yeah. I have an electric knife sharpener. That's pretty cool. Those I are like great. Yes. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are awesome. Yeah, I will um, say that I do enjoy prepping food more when my knives are sharp. Yeah, I think there's something everybody can like about cooking. Like some yeah. people don't like cutting, and that's fine. But there's like something everybody can like about it. I'm just I'm really passionate about this because yeah. I think like we spend so much money and waste so much food, and it just makes me mad. <laughs> you're you you and my brother should <laughs> talk on a podcast together because my brother. So I just spent the week with my brother and his family at the beach. That's where we just came back from, and there was lots of cooking by him, not by me, uh, because my brother always had a dream of going to culinary school. Yeah, he doesn't. That's not what his profession is, but he he does all the cooking for their family and he is a, everything is home cooked. He doesn't yeah. do anything. Um, he pretty much home cooks everything, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like that's just his thing. And he loves to cook. And, um, I am the queen of shortcuts, which there's nothing wrong with shortcuts. No. We're talking about food hacks here. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with shortcuts, but like I do all the shortcuts. One of them being, I buy pre-shopped everything, <laughs> which, so I went to the store for us, um, for um, food for the, for our vacation. And I thought my brother's brain was <laughs> What did like, you buy? Like, like I bought already cut watermelon. Oh my god! <laughs> and he was like, so "You can buy an entire watermelon <laughs> for four dollars." Oh my gosh, you're back there. And so, anyways, and I just I always buy pre cut watermelon because I don't want to cut a watermelon. I'm like, that's a lot of watermelon. It is a lot. I usually give like half to a neighbor because yeah, you yeah. just can't eat that much watermelon. Yeah, but it's four dollars, and you're yeah, but you're either wasting food or wasting money. Okay, but. You're wasting so much money. So much. So anyways, later, a couple days later, my husband and my brother went to the store for other things. Yeah. And my brother took my husband over to the fruit section and showed him the difference between the pre-cut food and like buying a watermelon or a pineapple or cantaloupe or whatever. Oh, price difference you mean? Yes. Yeah. And like now, like, of course, is David going to cut it? Cantaloupe. No. But like, he's like... Do you know how much money we save? Because <laughs> I buy pre-cut 
Watermelon, I buy pre-cut pineapple. Yeah. I buy pre-cut cantaloupe. Like, I buy Is it because you don't know how to cut it properly? No, it's because I don't want to take the time to do it. But it really doesn't take that long. I know, that's what he said. Who, your brother or David? Yes, my brother. Because if David said that, I would have to have a conversation with him. Because <laughs> he has no idea how long it takes to cut anything. <laughs> okay, now I will say I don't really know how to cut a pineapple. Okay, we'll do a video on it. <laughs> it's the same way. But I know how to cut a watermelon and a cantaloupe. I'm just... Lazy. It's the same way. It's, I'm more intimidated by a pineapple. So literally, all you do is you lop off the top and bottom, you stand it upright, and then you cut the sides. Okay. At an angle. I'll show you. Okay. We'll do a video on this. <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing. Like, no judgment. Like, if that makes you eat fruit, good. You yes. know, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it's well, better the other than thing not is, eating at That all. is the, the other thing. Is that That's it, too. It's like, yeah. I'll go buy a whole cantaloupe, and I'll stick it in the refrigerator. Right. And then that's my hack, is if I do a whole buy a whole cantaloupe or something like that, I need to cut it the minute I bring it yeah, home yeah, from yeah. the, the um, grocery store. Because if it's in the moment, and, like, breakfast in the morning when we're trying to rush out the door, I'm not going to cut a whole cantaloupe right. up. Right, no one is. And so that's why I... But if, if I would be smart about it, I'd go buy it. I'd bring it home. I'd cut it up and put it in the refrigerator. Like, But I don't because I'm lazy. I really am lazy. I know you don't think I am, but I'm super lazy. You're lazy about some things. I'm lazy. Like, I'm, I'm lazy like, about I'm lazy about things that like probably matter in life. <laughs> but I'm really good about things that don't matter, like cutting my own pineapple. <laughs> that is important. You're saving money. And it, it does taste fresher yeah. when you cut your own pineapple versus one that has been cut in the store and then like packaged. I will stuff. tell you one thing everyone should do if you um, buy... There's Murphy. If you buy like a watermelon or pineapple or something like that, that you're going to cut through the skin, always wash it. People don't think about that, but have you uh, seen the way any of that stuff's transported? I it's I've, gross. I don't like, think I've ever washed my it stuff like with falls rinds. on the ground and like and then so like when you cut it, all when of you those cut germs into are it, go it's all going the, right to your fruit. Um, and avocado. Oh, I, people don't think about that. I've never have ever in my life washed an avocado. I do cut my own avocado because you can't really. Buy you that. can't. <laughs> Actually, Kroger sells frozen avocados. Uh, that doesn't sound good. I did a little rescue project for Kroger recently, and um, we had to utilize some of their one of their brands. And it's actually pretty good. Does it taste okay? I feel like it's good for like if you're planning on making guacamole or something. Yeah, it's always you're going to mix it up anyways. Well, yeah. no, well, or like just to have as backup, or if like you're a smoothie person and like you make smoothies a lot, yeah, that would be good. But like you know how it is when you're like I'm going to make a Mexican feast or something, and then you go and the avocados are all like rock hard, and you know yeah. time to ripen them, and you're like, well, what's my plan B? Like it's a good plan B. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's expensive. I mean, yeah. it's like six dollars for that's crazy. Not a lot. Avocados are so cheap. Most yeah, of, most of them say are. Most of them not. I, I mean, I, I'm about. I'm just. This is Rebecca. Tell all. I'm like. I buy pre-cut onions. I, I know you do. Onions. A lot of people do that, but that's mostly because I don't like cutting up onions because I don't like onions. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I use them for like, like if I have to use them in a recipe, I will, and that's the only time I buy them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm just cheap. It's bad. And it's, like, therapeutic for me to cut stuff. So, some people really enjoy cutting food up, and some people don't. Like, I just really enjoy it. Yeah. So, I don't think there's any shame there. Yeah, I buy pre-cut herbs. I'm just bad. Even though I have herbs in my backyard. <laughs> do you probably kind of come out of the squeezy tube? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't do yeah. Unless, unless a recipe specifically calls for it to be a paste. Uh-huh. Which is not very often. Yeah. But, like, sometimes. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, I think I had a recipe that had, like, that called for, like, the cilantro mayo. And it was easier if it had was like cilantro and a paste to mix it with the mayonnaise. Oh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? To yes, make yes. a sauce or whatever. Um, to make a condiment of some sorts. But other than that, now I actually <laughs> use fresh herbs. 
but that's good. Yeah. Speaking of fresh herbs, I came up with the best salad combination I would like to share. I would love to know this. Okay. Salami, but you have to like cook it, like render the fat out. Like, so not like how you would slice up for like a board, but like. What if you buy already cut salami? <laughs> well, okay. So go to the deli and get okay. them to slice you like a pretty thick one so you can chop it into like little cubes. Oh, okay. So you're talking about like salami cubes. You're not talking about like. Not like the slice. Sal- no. Like the slice. Okay. But like every deli counter has salami and pepperoni and stuff. Um, uh-huh. Just ask them to cut it like quarter of an inch thick, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then chop it up and like render it in a pan like you would bacon until like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the fat comes off and it gets like brown and stuff. Um, and then peppadu peppers. I love peppadu peppers. And fresh corn and scallions. And it is delicious. Like, I don't know. There's something about that combination that was so good. Because, like, my family doesn't really like fresh tomato. Yeah. And the peppadu pepper gives it that, like, I don't like fresh tomato very much either. I like yeah. tomato sauces or cooked tomato or whatever, but I don't like fresh yeah. tomato. So, yeah. But it gives you that, like, pickle. It's just like, you know how when you're looking at, like, flavor balance and, like, a salad. It's just, like, the perfect, like combination so that's the salad like you well know. you can do it with lettuce you can do okay. pasta salad and okay. um, you can just do like a little lemon vinaigrette or like a um even like sorbet italian dressing or something yeah but that combination is just ridiculous because it's like sweet and savory and like a little pickly and like you got like that little bit of onion you got like some creaminess really from the hungry. corn <laughs> it's just it was so good so that's like my new summer go-to combination so corn peppadu peppers Salami. Salami. And green onion. Green onion. And there's no... Well, just, you know, the green, it's not that strong. You can leave it out. But, um, and there's no dairy. You don't really need, yes. like, cheese. So if somebody doesn't eat dairy, which is me recently, because I'm learning I'm lactose intolerant. Me too. <laughs> oh. Well, the cheese parts. doesn't bother me. It's and, like old cheese is fine. But, like, fresh young cheese has more lactose in it. It's true. Like, mozzarella mm. is, like, a young cheese. Like, it's usually, like... But the longer it's aged, the better off I am. Like, Parmesan and sharp cheddar and stuff I'm fine with. But, like, if I eat, like, a bunch of... Like, I can't eat a calzone. I will, like, have a situation. (laughs) So, mine's just cream and milk. Yeah. But I'm an ice cream. Ice cream. I had ice cream at the beach. Did you have a situation? I had a situation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was, like, the good, like, creamy homemade Uh ice cream. uh Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, it was real bad. I I looked at David that night, and I was like, why? You can never let me do that again. He was like, because you're going to listen to me? And I'm like, you have to stop me next time. Like, hit the spoon or something. And then he was like, you can make your own ice cream for way cheaper, Rebecca. So I gotta, I gotta stick to frozen yogurt or something. Yeah, it, it was. It's not my friend lately. So that yes. that salad does not have cheese in it. There you you don't miss it because it's like so flavorful and delicious. Yeah, um, it's for sure not vegan because if you leave the salami out, it is just not the same. And don't tell me you can use like tempeh or something. <laughs> you need salami. <laughs> Darn it. Also, my kids are so weird about meat. But guess what? They will eat what. All pork, processed pork. They will eat salami, pepperoni, hot dogs, ham. And I was kind of looking at them like, can you explain? So they're not kosher. They're not kosher. <laughs> Though I did recently find out I'm a quarter Jewish. And this leads into the next segment. <laughs> that was a good tra- I like your segue. Thank you. You had to, if you didn't call attention to it, it would have been a lot better. Then everyone would have thought it was very natural. <laughs> so you found out you were Jewish. Yeah, we did a 20... You and yes. I both have done 23andMe. Yep. Talk about yours first. Okay. 23andMe, do you, does everyone know what that is? It's a... It, yes, 23andMe. Do you know the difference between 23andMe and Ancestry.com? Like, are they the same thing, or are there, like, differences? I think 23andMe... I might be wrong about this, but I think they focus more on, like, your actual 
genetics. And I think ancestry focuses more on like your family history. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, so I'm making correct us. Where, your, where your family's whatever. from, who yeah, your yeah. descendants were. Because yeah. my husband, David, did ancestry and I did 23andMe and I felt like I got more data yeah, from 23andMe. There's more data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So tell us what you Okay. Are. So, so my whole life, I did, okay, we're going to start with my whole life. I knew, so my mom's family, so my mom's mom is all Italian. Mm-hmm. My, like, 100% came over from Italy. My mom's dad, we knew, was Ukrainian. But, like, he always, well, then we'll come back to that. And then my my dad, his mom, 100% Irish, came over in the potato famine. His family came over in the potato famine. And then my grandfather, so my dad's dad, my paternal grandfather, um, like, he literally has been here since, like, before the colonies existed. <laughs> like, his family's been here yeah. since, like, the New World. And they were, like, you know. British and Pennsylvania Dutch, like all like they're Amish. I'm not Amish, but like that whole like Ooh, that's he's got like pieces yeah. of all of that. Anyways, so like I always knew that I had a lot of Irish and a lot of Italian, and then like my grandfather, my my maternal grandfather, always kind of talked about like that his family were the were gypsies, and like mm-hmm. we always just kind of thought it was like big tales that he mm-hmm. told, and like I do know that you know they got they got pushed out of the Ukraine, you know during during the world the first world war because of um, you know because it was not a great place to be mm-hmm. Eastern Europe at that time, and they they kind of moved across Europe and then ended up in America. Like I knew that stuff, but he always used to tell these big tales about his great grandparents, all this kind of stuff being gypsies. And I was like. What? And so anyways, I did my 23 and me. Yes. And I find out, you know, definitely my mom's family is Italian and it showed the different parts of Italy they were from. And that's why I look Mediterranean. <laughs> and then, and then my, I, so I was like, I don't know, close to like 20% Italian or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as much as I thought. So I thought it was way more than that. And comes to find out. So part of my Italian family um, was from the North part of Italy, the northern mm-hmm. part of Italy. And so I have a lot of Swiss and French in me because it all shares the Alps right yeah. there. So I actually had a big chunk of Swiss and French in me that I had no idea about. Like, I didn't even know that existed. So that was interesting to find yeah. out that, like, the, bi- the the big part of my family that I thought was Italian is, but a lot of it is also mixed with Swiss and French. So yeah. I, there was, like, 17% Swiss and French in there, kind of, like, from that region. But you get, like, insanely tan. Yeah, that's all my Mediterranean yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm, I love You do not look like a white chick. <laughs> like, you don't. It's so crazy. Like, I thought I was tan this week from the beach. And then I, look, look at that tan line. Do you yeah. see that? Yeah. I mean, you can't see us, but we're, like, comparing our tan lines. <laughs> but you're going to be you get dark, too. I, not like you. <laughs> so, definitely, you know, the Mediterranean yes. thing. Um, and then my dad's of the family. Like, I'm a massive chunk Irish. Mm-hmm. Like, and I knew that. And it was interesting because I always... So, like, my dad has dark hair and blue eyes, but he's almost completely Irish. Mm-hmm. And so, he's... he. We always knew that there was a lot of black Irish in there. Mm-hmm. Say what that means. People don't know. Okay, so most people assume all Irish people are light-skinned, freckles, mm-hmm. you know. And most of them are. Like, most most Irish um, people are, you know, lighter-skinned, all of that stuff. But there is a small part of Ireland, most of it around the Dublin area, um, County Dublin, where I don't know the history back. I need to do some research, the history back of how, what, like, kind of, what kind of culture, like, kind of infused. But I think mm-hmm. it was much more of, like, the... 
the original, not the Europeans that came into Ireland, but the original Irish people, mm-hmm. um, kind of like the the Viking kind of that. Oh, yeah. So, I'll, so the black Irish is people with dark hair, but blue eyes and lighter skin. So that's what my dad looks like. My Pierce dad has, Rossman. Yes, like that, definitely that look. And so like I knew that um, because my, my dad's family, like there's a big chunk of them that are dark hair, even though mm-hmm. they're all Irish. So I mean, because like 23 of me got all the way down to the county of Ireland that yeah. my genetics came from, and it was County Dublin. And I knew it. I knew that a big chunk yeah. of my family, that's where they were from. So, like, the Leonard side of my family, that's them. And so, and then, but then, the, like, the best part um, was, so, my mom's dad's side was was Ukrainian, but, um, I, I can't remember the name. I'll have to look it up. But there was this small minority tribe in the northern part of the Ukraine that they're, like, the native people to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, like, most of the Ukrainian people are, like, you know, not indigenous. They're mm-hmm. from Russia or from Western Europe, you know, kind of that area. But there's an indigenous people group, kind of like the Native Americans in America. There's an indigenous people group that is like a minority, only like, there's only like a 5,000 of them still left mm-hmm. that are 100% mm-hmm. this indigenous population in the northern part of the Ukraine. And um, it may be even less than that minority population that gets heavily persecuted. Um, you know, has a completely different language, all those kind of things. So that's what my family is. Mm-hmm. It's this very small minority population. And they were gypsies because they were constantly pushed out of wherever they lived. Yeah. Like the Native Americans or any other kind of indigenous population in Australia or whatever. That they keep getting pushed. And so they travel and travel and travel. Yeah. So like part his part of that tribe, his family's part of that tribe, eventually pushed themselves through Western Europe because they kept getting you know, um, yeah. persecuted until they ended up in America. And so I, it's just so funny because I'm, my grandfather's dead now. But, you know, when I went back and told my mom and her sisters and everything, they were like, dad used to always talk about like being a gypsy. And we had no idea what that meant. Yeah. So it was like really cool to like, like trace the lineage back to that. And that like, I'm I, like, I'm like 18 or 24%. I can't remember the percentage, but somewhere in that range, like a big chunk is that minority population. That's crazy. There's not a lot of people in this world that are. I, I thought that was cool. It is cool. Yeah. So I like it. It's fun. It is fun. I'm pulling my app up right now. I got some uh, interesting news from mine. My mom's adopted, so we didn't really know. Yes. Um, which is why I did it, um, despite the... Oh, I just logged myself out. Never mind. <laughs> talk, talk for a second so I can log myself back How's Alex Trebek doing, by the way? I don't know. Cancer. What kind of cancer was it? Was it like stomach or something? It, or pancreatic? I think it's pancreas. I, yeah. I might be wrong, though. Um, <laughs> here we go. Love me some Jeopardy. Me too. So my mom, yeah, my mom um, is adopted. And so it's always just been like a mystery, yeah. which yeah. is why I was able or why I was willing to deal with the data mining of 23andMe. It was important enough for me to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember being pregnant. And when you're pregnant, like on a lot of your paperwork, it'll ask you if you're Ashkenazi Jewish mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of uh, like genetic conditions. genetic conditions that come from that. Yeah, yeah. And I remember reading it and being like, I don't know, you know, like because I knew we knew my mom's mom was Jewish, but like you know, there's like three different types of Judaism. Yeah. Um, or like ethnic, are they ethnic groups? Yes, yeah, ethnic, ethnic groups. groups. Okay. Yes. So there's three of them. So I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. And it turns out I am, which is really weird. So from my dad's side, I, and actually we got both my parents to do it. So my dad just sent his in. So that should be fun. But I'm so impressed that your dad did it. I know. Because it wasn't he like super, like my brother. He was like super conspiracy theory about it. Yeah. So my brother is the king of conspiracy yeah. theories. He thinks that he, he's not, I mean, like literally you can't trace him on social media at all. Yeah. Like at all. That's how my dad is. But yes. he, I mean, 
me and my mom did it. And I was like, come on. Because, like, when my mom sent hers in and I linked with her, it, like, was more Ooh, accurate. I need to have So, mine changed. Okay. And so, now that my dad's going to do it, that'll be really cool. So, anyway, yes. we knew my dad um, was mostly, like, British-Irish as well, yeah. Scottish, like, that whole situation. Um, but a lot more French and German than I thought. Uh-huh. And um, so, like, probably half C British Irish and then half C French and German, which I didn't really think. Like, yes. I just always, like, because Crosby is my maiden name and it's a Scottish name. Yeah, yeah. So we just always were like, well, and then my yeah. my grandmother's maiden name, or name was Dalton, which is very British. So I just always yeah. assumed. So anyway, but then my mom is the weird one. So we, she's not the weird one, but that's the weird finding is um, we always thought she was Greek, like my whole life. It was just like, yeah, she's Greek and Jewish. But she was and adopted, so she didn't really know. So she didn't was, know. How did she make that assumption? Where did that assumption come from? It's a long story for another okay. time. Okay. Um, it's actually kind of funny, but out of respect to my family, I yes, will not no, share I totally, it. I, I will but respect that. Now. there was like one, it was like this, you know how like things become history and you look yes. back and you're like, that's what you basically, it was kind of like one of those situations. So yeah. She, um, so she, her mother was like Ashkenazi Jewish, which is like the Jewish people of like Eastern Europe, I yeah, think, yeah, like, yeah. In, like that area. Um, and then we think her dad was Lebanese. It says Lebanon. I can totally see that in you though. And now that I, I've like looked, so since I got that, I like looked up Lebanese people, you know, yes. I was like looking at pictures because I just am not. I have familiar. a very good friend who is part Lebanese and mm-hmm. then part like, you know, she's from like. She's from, like, Montana. So, like, yeah. she's got most of her family is, you know, Western European yeah. of some sorts. But she had her mother, I believe, or her father, I can't remember, a big chunk Lebanese. And she, you guys, you and her look have a very similar look, too. Ooh, I want to see a picture of her. I was going to look it up. But, yeah, so it's just been really weird. And then, well, what's really weird is now that they have changed, well, they haven't changed their, like, they keep getting more accurate, right? And now it's saying... Sub-Saharan African, I didn't share this with you, Rebecca, which I don't know how true this is, but if you go to it, it says I have, like, a fifth great-grandparent who was Congolese. Well, that means that there was some some mixing that happened. I know. So I might have some African-American in me very distantly, but that's kind of crazy. Yeah, but then, you know, like, most of, most of, most humans... I mean, humanity originated in sub-Saharan yeah. Africa. So, I mean, I, every all of us have, like, a slight portion of us, but you may have more than the... Um, yeah, the, I'm trying to pull up my little portion. timeline. Yes. Well, what's funny is when I first took the test... So, this is why I'm not taking it as gospel, because when I first took it before my mom was late, it said I was, like, 11% Italian. And mm-hmm. that was just, like, really weird, because yeah. none of us... I mean, none of us are... Like, we've never heard anything about being Italian in our yeah. family. And now it says 4%. Yeah. So I think it was picking up on, because it had a lesser percentage initially of like the Lebanese and what is that? West Asian, um, West Asian slash Lebanese, which is like Iran, Iraq, like Syria. Those, those countries are all like West Asia, um, which I'm saying, because I didn't know that. Um, Oh, I do kind of look like her. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, it has a large chunk Lebanese in her. Hey, Connie. <laughs> okay, so this says I likely had a fourth great grandparent who was a hundred percent from Senegambian and Guinean. Is that yeah. how you say it? Born yeah. between seventeen ten and eighteen hundred. So that's kind of crazy. Um. Anyway, I don't know if that's true, but we're just gonna. That's interesting. So anyway, I mean, obviously, like I feel like this kind of stuff is kind of like the Enneagram and that I have yes. to look at it in context of like, yes. ultimately my identity is in God. It doesn't yeah. matter if like, you know, whatever, but I just, I guess I just wanted to know for my own 
like knowledge. I mean, it's funny, like my whole life I've had people be like, are you Persian? Are you like, people would like ask me that. I'm yeah, like, no. definitely see the Middle East. And so it just yes. was like annoying yeah. me. Cause I was yeah. like, and then I'd have like the Syrian kind of, yeah. yeah and then people like, you look Russian or you look this or that. And like I was just like, I just want to know, like, yeah. I just want to know what it is so that I can like have an answer for people. Cause being coming from adoption is like, I mean, it's a yeah. little like weird to not know, you know? Yeah. And I know I think my that's mom, great. it was hard. Her. Yeah. yeah. So it's so funny because, you know, we had, we, so, like, my whole life, you know, you hear your grandparents talk and you hear all, the, like, the family history and stories. And most of it was, is true, you know. And all both my parents come from immigrant family, well, outside of my paternal grandfather. Mm-hmm. But, like, both my mom's parents, my mom's, like, second generation with both of them. And then, and then my dad's mom, you know, second generation. So, all immigrant. Like, we are not, like very long-term American. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're, I mean, I, my, my mom, gener- my mom and dad's generation, they were the first generation to, like, go to school and get a career and all of it because of, because they, all the rest of them were immigrants and they came over and worked in factories and came over to New York on the boat to Ellis Island. Like, my, like, my great-grandparents were registered in Ellis Island. So, yeah. like, you know, my, my background is as, you know, a refugee, but all of them were fleeing either Stalin or they were fleeing, um, you know, Russia and, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, all of that. And so, um, Mussolini, like, that's yeah. my grandmother's family was fleeing Mussolini. So, like, they were all refugees and it just gives you like a different perspective because like my husband my husband his family had literally like I mean like you know his sister could be like a daughter of the republic like she you know he He is like the definition of a wasp (laughs) (laughs) so like it's not derogatory no no but like like, when I mean his 23 me obviously most of it is Scottish and English and then his mom's family has um you know they're like from Sweden or something you know Mm -hmm. they're swearing is her maiden name Right. But like, but his family, I mean, they've been in America since the beginning of America. Yeah. Like, yeah. But if you go to England, like when I was in Westminster Abbey, like there's a, a peak crest. So yeah. like they were British and then yeah. came to the new world. Um, you know, he's probably like a descendant of somebody on the, you know, on the That's Mayflower. That's how we can trace back to like Jamestown. Yeah, like, exactly. So, so can yeah. he. So he can trace back and then his, his great grandparents, you know, great, great grandparents participate in the Oklahoma land rush and they stayed uh-huh. their land. And oh, like, that's really cool. you know, like that's his family. So just a much different, um, background yeah and those backgrounds play into your family history yeah so like it's interesting to see how his family um reacts to things versus my family right. and the way you know the way we you your know perspective your perspective and the way you deal with money and all yes. of those things and the way you feel about the american dream and the way you feel about refugees and all of those things. oh i have a whole soapbox i could get on about that you know so like but but like we just have a different like view on america yeah and it's just interesting mm-hmm. you know to like to like look look at it and and see that that all traces back to like where you come from well it's, it's really made me think too i mean just like because you know there's constantly conflict in that part of the world where lebanon yes. is and all of that and, and it's, it's judaism and all of that yeah, yeah yeah and it's really made me just i mean it's opened my eyes a lot because you know it's it's really easy to be like oh those people they're yeah. different from me and like just thinking about it i'm like gosh what if i what if a lot of things had been different i could have been there you know yeah, like, yeah, those yeah. are kind of like my people same thing with me too so yeah, I mean, I can, we could go take a trip to Italy right now and I would find like second cousins. Yeah. You know, it's nuts. It's crazy. It is crazy. So, and just, it's just 
you know, I, I feel like it makes you appreciate being an American, but also helps you to, um, it just, it unifies humanity. Yeah. Um, it's like, because, you know, we all come from, you know. Well, it makes people not those people, right? Yeah. Like, it's like. Yeah. But it was funny, the Greek thing, because my mom and I were talking about it, and um, she, you know, Greeks all migrate. Like, a lot of people aren't, I guess, like, from Greece who are Greek and live in Greece. Yes. And so it was really, we had this really interesting conversation where, um, so she is, she thinks, she's like, I think they were Greek. They just maybe came from Lebanon, but like ended up in Greece. Yeah. yeah, So then it gets really interesting because you're like, what is anybody? So then you're just culturally Greek. Culturally Greek. But but you're not genetically Greek. Yeah. And then it's like, well, where's the line between like, because racism is, or race is like not a real thing. It's a construct. Yeah. But like ethnic groups, like where does that, so it's just, it's interesting to think about like what your genealogy says and then what your life, because my mom still identifies as Greek because like she's, I mean, that's like, you know, yeah, she's, her whole life she's been Greek. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it's just interesting to think about, like, I don't know. And then it's weird, too, because I'm like, I am, because so her adoptive, like, my grandparents, we, you know, they're my grandparents, but, like, they were Jewish. So I grew up, like, culturally Jewish on one side and, like, culturally Christian on another. And, like, so it's just funny because it's, like, I never felt like I was really Jewish. Like, it was just always sort of, like, and yeah. now I'm, like, well, I guess I am kind of really Jewish, but, like, I'm not Jewish. But, like, I, f- it's just weird. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. I feel like this goes up because I just re-listened to our, today our episode with Christine Count. I know this uh-huh. is going to be weird that this makes a link here. Our, our episode about yoga and um, how, like... As Americans, this was talking about the way we worship, but as Americans, we pride ourselves on being Western, you yeah. know, and like, so that, 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 you know, idea is Western European. Uh-huh. So like we're American, so we're Western European when even though a majority of America, not a majority, but a big chunk of America is not Western European, right. <laughs> but like we identify with Western Europe. Yeah. Like that's like that we we identify because that's who came and settled this land right so we identify with that and so in turn we make christianity western european yeah and so when when then we do these when we do all of this um because my my grandfather who comes from that small tribe in the ukraine they're orthodox Mm -hmm. which is an eastern eastern version of christianity yeah so like but he came over into America, but he was Orthodox. And, yeah. and, but then he married an Italian Catholic, which was, you know, she's Roman Catholic. And so, so it's just interesting that the, the, when you go back and look and you're like, well, most of America is not Western at its core. We're right. made up of all of these different types of people from all over the world. And it's okay if we express our Christianity and, and our culture and all of those things that reflect all of that. And it doesn't have to be in this box of what it looks like to be this where, uh, Western American Christian. And I don't know. I'm, I, this yeah. is a soapbox for me right now. Yeah. Or Southern yeah. or Northern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The so. hippies are out West. And, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, all the boxes we like to put everybody in. So... Anyways, yeah. it's been fun. It has I been like fun. The, I like the genealogy stuff. Yeah, but I, I need to make my parents do it. I think my mom and dad would do it if I would just buy it for them. So I just need to buy it from their yeah. birthday or Christmas. My brother, like, well, he won't he's, have to do he's it. One, he's one step away from, you know, being like the Unimomer and going off the grid. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I, the reason I can make this joke with you here, because I made this joke with him this week, I was like, just like the Unabomber's brother, I'm going to identify your handwriting, and that's how the FBI is going to find you. Because <laughs> he's always one step away. 
away from yeah. like, you know. I have a little of that in me too. You know, I'm on social media and stuff. Well, I'm interested to see. So the other weird thing I noticed, I'm interested to see what it says with your parents because my parents... Like you, I always just thought like it was 50, 50, Mm-mm. like genetics and they're not because I am way more. Do you not have to take a genetics class? I guess you're not no. a science major. I took a genetics class. No, I don't know anything. Yes. I'm like dumb, like D-U-M. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but I just assumed like, well, it's, I will be a quarter of each grandparent. Yeah. And it yeah. totally doesn't work that way. I'm mostly my dad, which I just think is so yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. What's funny and what's interesting is I'm actually more, the biggest chunk that I am is Irish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm more my dad than my mom's side. But like the way I look. Right. But all, but both my brother and my brother's children and my children and all of my cousins and their children all look like the Irish side of the family. Yeah. But like, I'm like the, I remember, because so on my dad's side, I have 26 first cousins. Yeah. Because yeah. my dad is one of it's eight bananas. and, you know, they're Catholic. Yeah. All of those things. So, so there's so many kids. And like, I, there are only like three of us that are dark haired. And I remember dark hair and dark eyes. So everybody else is blonde hair, blue eyes. And so like my kids fit in perfectly with my family. But I always remember feeling out of place as a child. Like I felt like I didn't fit in. Because my brother's blonde hair, blue eyed too. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, the the kid that didn't fit, you know, except for my mom's dark hair and dark eye. But like, yeah, because of the Italian. But like when I'm with my dad's family, I just didn't feel like I I don't look like them. Well, that's how I felt when Maddie and Henry were born. Because like, so my mom is like dark hair. My dad is like, you know, Irish looking. And um, so I'm, I favor my mom. I mean, I I actually look like both of them, but like my coloring favors my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris's coloring, like, he's super Irish looking. So, yeah. he's, like, red hair, green yes. eyes, the whole yes. thing. And um, Maddie and Penny totally favor him. And I thought it was so weird because I was, like, I always heard that, like, the darker kind of, like, over Me, too. And my kids and are totally different. My kids are as about as Aryan as it Yeah. Gets. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Genetics are fascinating. I want to know more. But what Take else is going on? Take a genetics class. I know. Maybe I will. You should go back to school. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, if it was, like, something I cared about and I had to get a test on it... I, but so I just buck the system internally, and I'm like, I'm not getting tests. Like, that's so I find um, sociology and anthropology yeah. so fascinating, but, like, I'm like, what do you do with that? Like, that's just another degree. I just I like have. it to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wish it wasn't, like, you, you know what? To... Have you read Sapien yet? No. Okay, so I haven't read it either, but it's on my list what because people are recommended. But it's, it on my Amazon it's like It's like the, the history of, like, the, the human race. Oh. And it's supposed to be really good. Everybody's reading it right now. Sapien? Yeah. Okay. Sapiens plural? Yeah, sapiens. Okay. You know me in plural. Sometimes I plural things that are plural. Don't plural things that plural. You really do have a hard time. <laughs> you know what I always have a hard time? Like, I don't know what it is, but I can never remember the difference between fiction and nonfiction. And so Chris one time was like, fiction, fake. So now if anybody says it, I have to be like, fiction, fake, nonfiction, true. Okay, you're talking about rules. I can't remember it. That's it's funny. like, I have weird, weird things like that yeah, where it's yeah. like, there's two. And if I get it in my head wrong one time, it's like game over. And I'm like, I don't know what the difference is. But I'm not a dumb person. I just you're cannot not remember person. the difference between fiction and nonfiction. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so whenever people say like, so I'll never say it in conversation. Like if somebody's like, Oh, I don't like fiction. I'm like, I like, I'll be like, I like real stories. I don't like novels. Like, I'll say that, but I won't say fiction. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to look stupid. Okay, so what else is going on with me? Yeah, what's going on with you? 
I'm Rebecca's sorry. having a crisis because she's turning 40 soon. I am. And it, do you want to talk about that or no? We don't sure. want to talk about it. We're like just a little, we're less than three months away. It's looming in the distance. Wow, I'm in it. The very close. Pin your tail back on you, Eeyore. <laughs> uh, it's not so much the like getting, it's not about getting older. Like I don't feel like old. Yeah, I obviously feel older than I do when I was 20. But, like, I don't feel old. And, yes, I'm grayer and have more wrinkles and all that thing. That's not what bothers me. I think some people, like, the the mortality of it bothers mm-hmm. them. But, like, that's not what bothers me. Mine's more of, like, in in my head, I thought I was going to be in a certain place when I was 40 yeah. and I'm not there. So that is what I'm having to reconcile in my brain yeah. and in my emotions is that I – am not where I thought I would be when I was 40. I think a lot of women deal with this too with like marriage, like thinking they're going to yes. be married by a certain age and then they're yes. not. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What do I do? With, like, we just are having it like career-wise. I'm having it like career-wise. Like if you would have asked me, and I, this is probably the case with everybody, this is not just individual to me because our lives are never what we think they're going to be. Yeah. Because like, we can't plan everything, right? Yeah. But like, you know, if you would have asked me when I was 24 years old, what my life was going to look like when I was 40, it would not look like what it looks like right now. What, what did you think it was going to be? Well, you know, I was graduating from seminary and like, I just, I wanted, like, you know, I wanted to, you know, you know, either lead a, lead a large ministry or I was going to write and speak and I was going to be touring and mm-hmm. all like, that's what I wanted to do with my yeah. life. And neither of those things are true currently. So, I, you know, my, when I was young, I just had these like big aspirations. Yeah. Like, and it's just, I'm just realizing that like those things may not come to fruition. Like, I'm, like but is that wrong? And, to like, want them. To want them. Mm-hmm. Or it, or should, do I need to change the way I see it? And then I, and so the other side of that is, I'm also going through this like crisis of like neither of my degrees are worth anything. <laughs> and so like if I actually like I don't need to get a job because of money, but if something happened and like we went bankrupt or David passed away or something and I had to go get a job, like I, I I'm qualified to be like a barista. Not that there's anything wrong with being a barista or, you know, working at Walmart or something like that, like retail or being a waitress or there's nothing wrong with those jobs. But like that's pretty much what I'm qualified to do. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because my undergraduate degree was it was uh, a degree to go to medical school. Yeah. Like, so without going to medical school or going to physical therapy school or something like that, or nursing school, that degree doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know, cause it was just a prerequisite for all of that stuff. So it's not an actual degree. Uh, I mean, it is, but it's not, I mean, I have a bachelor's of science, but it, what at the point of it was to go to med school. And so, and then I have a seminary degree, but that like really only qualifies me to work at church, but I'm not ordained. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not like qualified to be a pastor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How do you get it's, ordained? How does that work? It get whatever denomination that you're a part of. But like the denominations I was a part of before I we came to Trinity, like you, they didn't ordain women. So wow. yeah, so you have to be ordained within your denomination. Yeah. So so like 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 the pastors at. Um, Trinity that are ordained, they're ordained by the Anglican Church. Gotcha. So they couldn't go be, they couldn't go be an ordained minister in another denomination because they're ordained Anglican. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so it's, it's lots of, you know, technicalities. But, um, so I, but like, I'm not, you know, like, I don't have like a skill set, like a specific, like marketable skill set. I think a lot of moms feel that way. Yeah, I think it's, like, hard, especially, like... I don't know. I feel like, you know, most of my friends are either teachers or nurses. You were a chef. Like, 
Yeah. Or they were in marketing or they were an accountant. Yeah. Or one of those no, things. No, I mean like being out of the game. Like oh, if you're yeah, a stay yeah, yeah. mom and like you're then out you of the Then you feel like you have like, like this break in your resume. How do I yeah, yeah, get yeah, back in? I don't know. It's a similar. I, I mean, I think a lot of people go. I don't think this is an uncommon like life crisis at 40. Like whether it's you took a break because you're mothering or you didn't pick what you deem as the right career path, which is the way I feel. Or like you took a, or you... Um, you know, men go through this too in their midlife. Yeah. They're, they, they're, they're like, what have I been doing? This is not what I really want to do. I don't know what I want to do. Like, I, I think this is yeah. common. This is not just me having this issue. I'm just having it right in this moment. But like, every, I think everybody goes through these, these transition periods. And so, so, and you know, David's like, what do you want to do? You have freedom to do whatever you want to do. Like you can go back to school. You can, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to go join the circus? Like, what is it you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. So yeah. it's, a lot of it is just like confusion. Like, yeah. cause all the things that I thought I wanted are happening. So I now I don't know what I want. So I think that's what it boils down to is I yeah. don't know what I, I don't know what I'm made to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, hard. Yes. Which was very existential. And is. So who am I made to be? Which is not a, something I love to dwell on. But what if it's, like, something different? Wait, that's for, the problem. I don't know what it could No, be. but, like, what if it's not, like, one thing? Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. Because I think a lot of times we're, like... It has to be one specific thing. Yeah, like, I'm yes. a lawyer, I'm a really good lawyer, and then I'm going to have a firm, and then I'm going to, like... Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah. like, what if it's not like that? What but, see, I would like it to be... Because I'm very linear. I want it to be something yeah, straightforward like God that. gives us what we need, not what we want. I know. Sometimes. I know. <laughs> but, like, I would like... I would like... You know, I know, just I know, I you're know. a nurse, you're yeah. a lawyer, you're a whatever, like yeah. a teacher, like, but like, I don't, I don't feel like I have like a clear, and I've always pr- pr- prided myself, pr- prided myself, is that prided? Prodded? Like, no, I'm prided, pr- I prided myself prided on, yourself, yeah. yeah, prided myself on, for like the early part of my life on always knowing what yeah. I wanted to do. And be having a lot of direction. Yeah. So being directionless feels very lost. Yeah. It's a very scary feeling. I can really, I think it's like, I feel like for me, I'm in that place a little bit, but it's more like I feel paralysis. Like I don't, I, I think it's, I mean, this is like a super privileged conversation. I just yes. want to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. Because some um, people have to have jobs and they may not like them, but they have to have them to pay the Right. Bills. So yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. be like, oh my, this is so hard. But like, I want to acknowledge that. But like, yeah, but the the difficult part about like and I probably do need to work like we need some cash flow let's just be honest but like I think the hard part is it gets into like what do I want to do and then when you get to that place it's like it gets gets so muddled and hard for me because there are so many different things I like to do yeah but there's nothing I love to do yes and so it's like I, I just don't know and I think I just probably need to pick one and do it and like quit thinking about it but I'm so I get into like analysis paralysis where I'm just like I don't know I like this and I like that and I like this and like I can't do them all at the same time so like I don't know and see and I'm the opposite is I don't know anything yeah like like David keeps asking me well what do you enjoy I don't know you like writing I do but like you like our podcast I do no I think Rebecca Peep should lead a Bible study. <laughs> I really do. I do. I thank you for putting that on air. <laughs> I think well, you should. You call me is anyone listening? Is anyone 47 me? minutes. Do you think <laughs> listening to us talk? <laughs> about nothing. About nothing. We're about, not talking about nothing. 
My crisis isn't nothing, okay? No, not <laughs> I'm just like, this isn't like a normal episode. We're just like, sort of like... My, my grandpa, seventh removed, was from Africa, I think. I don't know. <laughs> we're not <laughs> even we're not even drinking. This could I be drunk history. Oh, drunk 23. I told Rebecca I wanted to do a drunk history style podcast, and she said it would not... Um, it's not. It's off brand. It's off brand because <laughs> we're Christian. Whatever. It's not that you can't drink and be Christian. Let's put that out there. But right. But I still think it'd be funny. We should do drunk scripture and try to like <laughs> try to kind of like the Bible binge. Yeah, like, like the yeah. Bible binge, but drunk and try to like interpret scripture and ask dumb questions. I think that would be so funny. So sacrilege. We could. No, it's not. <laughs> Jesus's first miracle. May I remind you? Was yes. keeping the party going. Yeah, but I know it wasn't really wine. I know no, it was wine. <laughs> it was legit wine, but like I think it also talks about not being drunk. That could be on our Patreon. <laughs> it's only a few. Only a few. I want to hear the five of you lovely people who support us on Patreon. Seven. 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 <laughs> seven of you. Well, one of them's your dad. Let's be honest. And my mother-in-law. <laughs> and your mother-in-law. And I don't think they actually listen to the podcast. I think they're just being supportive. Yeah, which is sweet. That is sweet. Literally no one from my life is on it. No one. They're all Rebecca's people. It kind of makes me sad. Okay, Rebecca Cochran's people. <laughs> www.patreon.com backslash woman. It yes. does make me sad. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, guys, where are my you? My people are your people. I mean, yeah, but, like, if we were getting married, they would sit on your side. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, they're... <laughs> Take a seat, not a side. <laughs> what else is up? Oh, do people not take sides anymore? Is that no, like now the thing, there's like a, well, I mean, yeah, they, they don't do, go to weddings but anymore. some of them say like, our hearts are, there's like a poem I've seen a bunch that's like, pick a seat, but not a side. Our hearts are one or so, I don't know. It's like something, but I mean, I kind of like the tradition of it. Me too. Especially if you don't know people and you can kind of figure out like who's who. Yeah. Um, but, but then if you know both people. Then you're like, uh. so oh, David and I always had trouble like right after college, like the summer after we graduated from college, because you know we got married in college because I was a child bride. But like, we, so we got married in college. Yeah. The summer after we got out of college, we had 13 weddings oh, between yeah. the two of us. And like, the problem was, is like, lots of times I would be friends with the bride. Yeah. And, be friends, and so we were always like, we're going uh-huh. to go to. I know. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, now I want to go to weddings, but there aren't any to go to. Yeah. We have one this year, and we don't even know if we're going to go or not. But it makes years. me sad because I'm like, we can actually afford to buy you a gift now. You know? like I couldn't buy 13 weddings. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then we were in half of them, and we had to spend all the money on oh dresses and travel. It's $500 minimum to be a bridesmaid. Yeah. Minimum. Minimum. It's way more than that. Oh, my gosh. It's so much. It's so much. <sighs> and now I'm like, I can't Hashtag elope. Hashtag please elope. Hashtag. And then we'll just have a big party. Hashtag I'm sorry home. to my bridesmaids. Hashtag. Yeah, seriously. Hashtag. I picked the worst bridesmaid dress. Have you ever seen my wedding the, pictures? I think mine are the worst. No, mine are worse. Mine are worse. Okay, I'm going to tell you what mine were. <laughs> so, I had this vision that I wanted our wedding to be aqua and red because it's like my favorite color combination. <laughs> it really is. Okay. Like this bohemian Hello, situation. 1982. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's vintage Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just vintage like Kmart. I love is it. Is that like a theme from... From no, no, I picked it. No, like a tomato red and like a pale, like aqua mint. Okay, they're very pretty together. I guess they're like opposites. Okay, um, so I like both those colors. I don't know how I feel about them together. I'll show you that my phone case. Okay, that 
Okay. Okay. So I was thinking, but it didn't work because we got married at the beach on the Atlantic where the water isn't even that color. The water's more of like a gray. So it really like didn't work for the setting or anything. But I just, you know, you get an idea in your head. And like, I got married when Pinterest weddings were like exploding. And my, I did not, I don't even have digital photography of my wedding. <laughs> we well, don't, whenever, every year on Facebook, when yeah, we post our anniversary, it's like a taking picture. a picture of a picture. <laughs> Anyways, well, I and our I, wedding videos on VHS. That's hilarious. Okay, you need to get it converted, or you're not going to be able to watch it. <laughs> I can't watch it. We don't have a VHS. <laughs> you need to player. go to like a person who converts it to DVD, <laughs> or I guess like a file, maybe yes. not even a DVD anymore. Mm. Anyways, but like yeah, so I had this idea in my head, and I remember my mom being like, "Maybe you should do like more of an aqua bridesmaid dress." And I was like, "No, they're going to be red," and like I just had this whole like thing, and so there aren't a lot of options for bright red bridesmaids dresses. <laughs> So I, getting married at Christmas. so I went, yeah, that are, that are not like heavy. Yes. So I picked, it was the right color, but everything else about it was wrong. It's like, it was a, um, like a halter kind of. Yes. And so it was like a sheer tap, like a sheer uh, chiffon, I guess. And then it had like a, like the halter and the bottom band were like a satiny thing. So in my haste, cause you know, planning a wedding, it was like exotic. It was, and we were planning out of town. It was like so many details. And I was just like, I was kind of just ready to be done with the bridesmaids dress. I was like, that's fine. I don't like the like satiny thing. So I'm just going to have them, everybody like go get it like hemmed off done. So the problem is, um, they became very short, like very short. And one of my poor bridesmaids, Ashley was pregnant, like six months pregnant. And so their dresses, they're all, and we got married on the beach. So they're all walking with like their hands on their sides because their dresses are going to fly up because they're like, they're like, you know, when you're in school and they're like, make sure your skirt's below your finger. They were not below their fingers. Like they're, cause I made them all cut the hem. So they were like flouncy short dresses. They were flouncy short dresses. Yeah. Everyone hated them. They were ugly. I'm sorry. Like they were so bad, but they were cheap. I remember like I picked the cheaper option cause I was like, this will be great. And then I was just like, I'm the worst. I'm the worst bride. Like, they hate their dresses, and everyone was uncomfortable. And then the lady who got to do my hair, her name was Tammy Y.E., so there's, like, a, you know. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she, like, basically gave everyone cornrows because she was like, well, it's the beach, and I don't want it to fly away. So everyone had, like, these braids stuck down to their head. It was bad. I was like, and then I had a sock bun. Do you remember those? Yes. Like, that was all she could do to my hair. She's like, I'll put it in a bun. I was like, I could have done that myself. Like, what the heck? So it was just, it was kind of disaster especially for me who cares so much about how things look about aesthetics yeah. it was just like a disaster <laughs> and then my bouquet I'm sorry last thing my bouquet like literally the florist called me and she's like I want you to look at these flowers and I said all I care about is that they're bright red like that is I don't care what kind of flowers you use bright red like tomatoey red and she's like okay and guess what color they were really crimson red burgundy and orange <laughs> and I was like I like started twitching. Like she dropped off the bouquet and I was like, what the F is this? Like I almost didn't want to carry it. I was like, you had one job. You had one job. What color? Like what? You could have given me carnations. I don't care. Like, I, like anyway, my wedding. Bless. Mm, yeah. Not that it matters, but it's more like I hate that I spent so much time and money on it mm -hmm. and it was still a disaster. It wasn't a disaster. We had a great wedding, but those things. Yes. I don't know. Why, why did I start talking about that? Bridesmaid dresses. What were yours? Uh, so mine were like... Mm -hmm. So it was two that year. The year, the year two thousand. <laughs> I actually got married in one, but I started like planning in yeah. two thousand. So I'll just let you go with what the styles were. Britney Spears, in years, yeah. <laughs> in the year two thousand, frosted eyeshadow. <laughs> so they. So my colors were periwinkle and butter. Oh, really? Yes. 
So, like, a yellowish yeah. butter and then, like, periwinkle. Okay, that is not yes. what I think you would pick now. No, it was. it's not what I that would pick That is, like, now. a boy baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the women's dresses were periwinkle. Okay. It's, I have heard that's a universally flattering color. Yeah, there no, are look, the color yeah. looks good on everybody. So, it's periwinkle, it is strapless. Okay. And then, like, calf length. Oh. Yeah. Like, T length? Is that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Was it, like, shiny? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did they wear it again? Uh, no. And so, and then mine was also strapless and a very similar style. Of okay. That doesn't sound terrible. No. My dress was very plain, so it's not, like, my dress was very plain. But the bridesmaids like, don't sound terrible. I mean, that that's probably, like, the worst thing you could ever dress me in. It's a bridesmaid dress? No, like, a calf-length, strapless, periwinkle blue, yes. I think would just make me look awful. But <laughs> So that's what I did to my bridesmaids. Bad. Well, at least they weren't, like, worried about flashing everyone but on But they were all also only 20 or 21, so they all had amazing bodies. <laughs> <laughs> that is one benefit of getting married in your yes. 20s. <laughs> also, most of my friends couldn't drink at the reception. <laughs> that's really funny. That's really funny. You probably saved some money. I did. We didn't have an open bar because most people couldn't drink. Oh my god! Uh, we had an open bar. We had a fun. We had a low country boil. Oh, so, so I would totally do. I, I keep trying to talk David into like at our twenty year, which is in two years. Yeah, having a renewal. Do it so that I could have like another like do it all over again. Yeah, how I would do it now. Yeah, he has not agreed to the financial ramifications of such a thing. What if you just get a pretty dress and have good food and have your friends over? Yeah, I mean it doesn't have to be like a go away thing, right? Yeah. I think that would be fun. I would go. Yeah. I'll make your food. Be my caterer. Our low country boil was the you know what. Yeah. Oh, so good. No. Yeah. Mine reception was in a country club, so mm-hmm. buffet country club style. Yeah. Chicken chicken Florentine. I don't remember. Salmon remember. with uh Berblanc. <laughs> yes. Something That's, like something there was a carving station. Yeah. <laughs> carving station. There was a carving station. <laughs> oh my god. Chocolate fountain. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh man! Uh, I think there was did you have carving. Did you have new potatoes tossed in butter, garlic, and milk? I don't milk? remember. <laughs> they all it's like the same food. It's so fun. It's good. It's just the same thing. I had a friend who had Philly cheesesteaks at her wedding. That's pretty amazing. It was really good. Mm. Oh, weddings, but yeah, we're going to a wedding this year. Mm. I, I think I haven't been to a wedding in years. Honestly, like literally, the only reason we're probably going to go is so the girls can experience one while they're young. Because I don't think anyone else is probably going to get married anytime yeah. soon, and I want them to have that like. Yes. kid at a wedding experience which is like but the people who it is are they're like semi like me and my parents just keep getting remarried and so my kids get to keep being in weddings <laughs> we'll just get divorced and <laughs> I do think it would be fun to renew your vows with your so kids so the last now. wedding I was in was at my mom's wedding last yeah. year yeah and my kids were in it yeah Rebecca was a bridesmaid I was a bridesmaid and my kids were a flower girl <laughs> I think that'd be fun it's fun but Maddie and Penny are I really want them to be double flower girls because come on they're so cute and funny and like they want to do it but there's there's no one you know, we've literally been chatting for an hour. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, hold on. We always do. If you've been listening this whole time. What is, what's the, what's the, the code word? Code word. word. Uh, Rebecca's dead plant. What? No. Bridesmaid dresses. Bridesmaid dresses. Yeah. Bridesmaid dresses. Bridezilla. But we weren't bridezillas. No. I okay. hope I wasn't. Bridesmaid dresses. Bridesmaid dresses. Always a bridesmaid. Never a bride. <laughs> what about... Get on and tell us what your worst bridesmaid dress was. Oh, yes. Ooh, what's your whole... Let me think about this for a second. Oh, I know what mine was. Let me think. Do I know what mine was? Oh, yep, I do. 
I don't. Actually, every... That was so long ago. That that was the summer of 02. I don't remember anything from 02. Okay, I have two. I haven't been that many weddings, so these might be gone. Okay, one of them was brown taffeta. Mm-hmm. Floor length with like a, um, a V-neck, like floor length and a, a, like a cream sash. Mm-hmm. I looked like a truffle. <laughs> so <laughs> there was that. And brown is not my color. And then the other one um, was recently, and it was um, my dear friend Leah got married, and her favorite color. Hi, Leah. Hey, Leah. I don't think she listens, actually. Um, <laughs> it was actually a pretty bridesmaid dress. It just didn't look good on me, is the situation. So it was a pretty dress. It was, like, a pretty flowy, like, purple, but it was, like, like a pastel. And pastels on me are, like, not good. So I just remember being, like, I should be more tan or something. And I just had the kids, like, five months before. So I was super, like, chubby and swollen. And I was just, like, I look gross. And I'm pale. And I'm wearing my worst color. So. Yeah. So I, if I did. So this is what my mom did. My mom just asked for us to buy navy dresses. Whatever navy dress we wanted. Yeah. And so I picked navy up. Navy looks good on everyone. Yeah. And I picked out a navy dress that looked flattering on me. Yeah. Like, and then her best friend picked a navy dress that looked flattering on her. That's how I would do it this time. I would yeah. just pick a color or, like, a shade. Yeah. And be, like, just stay with this shade. Yeah. But, like, pick a whatever. Yeah, I would, too. Dress. Actually, if I did it now, I wouldn't have a bridal party. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I think, like, I don't think I realized how much pressure it was on other yes. people. Because everyone or just did. Or just have one witness stand up and not, like, we'll a have party. attend. Yes. But, like, not have them, like, stand there with you and be, yeah. like, you know. Because yeah. you think about it, it's just like, man, that's, like, a lot of work for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody wants to buy it. Everyone just wants to be there and celebrate you. They don't really want to, like, do all that other stuff. stuff. Yeah, I agree. So I'm glad that the Pinterest thing is dying down a little because I Me felt too. a lot of pressure to have like a Pinterest. Because see, I was I was still in the cut of Barnes and Noble and buy all the wedding magazines. Oh, That's yeah. How I planned my wedding. I don't know if that was better or worse. There's mm-hmm. more ideas now, but like nobody effing cares. Yeah. Like no, I don't remember. Like all I remember from weddings are is the food. Yes, the music how fun, was good. How fun the dancing and music was. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and like the the I sometimes remember the speeches. Yeah, if they're memorable. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. Yeah. I don't remember your, like, favors. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. The ours were good. We had many bo- uh, bags of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. That's amazing. That was a good one. Like a two-ounce thing. Mine were bubbles that you could... Bubbles? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was 2001! Yeah. I know, I know, I know. And they blew the bubbles as we walked away. I bet you have a lovely photo. I do. We had sparklers, and I thought I was going to get burned. Oh, I do like sparklers. It's pretty in pictures. But in reality, it, like, wasn't that cute. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody was burning each other. Everyone was burning each other. And everyone was like, hurry up! Light the sparklers! They're coming! Bye! My sparklers out! Chaos, you know. Yeah. Okay. Bridesmaid dress. Yeah, let us know what your worst bridesmaid dress you've had to wear is. Did it look like a truffle? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm thinking of 27 dresses. Yeah, with, uh... What is her name? Catherine Heigl. Yes. From Grey's Anatomy. Uh Uh-huh. What happened to her? I think she said something like offensive and got blacklisted, didn't she? Isn't that what happened? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. I'll have to look that up later. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> bye. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye.